Hello and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Peridot. Hi, I'm Peridot. My pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing Airy. Their pronouns are she or they. And their familiar Deborah pronouns are she or they as well. You can find me on Twitter at Tune Elemental, and that's Tune like cartoon. And all of my current projects are there. Awesome. Also, we have Ray. Hey, I'm Ray. My pronouns are he, him. I'll be playing Hidden Luster, whose pronouns are he, him, and his familiar Tezo, who uses she, her. You can find me on Twitter at Dark Dragons Inn, the Twitter account for my other podcast, Tales from the Dark Dragons Inn, a high fantasy improv fiction audio drama style show. You can learn more about that at tftddi.co.uk. It's also currently on hiatus, so now's a great time to catch up. I'm also the face behind Voices at the Twitter account for this show. And that's it. That's all. And also with us, we have a guest player, James D'Amato. Hello, heroes. My pronouns are he, him. I am going to be playing Washer, whose pronouns are also he, him. And Washer's familiar Buggy, who... I guess, I, I don't know that Buggy uh, cares very much about our gender roles in our society, but for convenience, we'll call he him. If you want to find me, you can find me at OneShotRPG on Twitter or find my various projects at OneShotPodcast.com. And I am very excited to be here. We are excited to have you. I am Marquez. My pronouns are he, him. I am a player and GM also on Tabletop Potluck, another actual play podcast, which can be found on all social media platforms at Tabletop Potluck. Today, we will be playing Familiars of Terra by Elizabeth Chai Predicon of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terra is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the Seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny for better or worse. So your Seekers are making your way to the city of Bergstead in the north section of the nation of Fender. The reason you're all making your way to the mountain city is the first ever technological innovation fair which should have great opportunities for jobs and inventions to help the relationships between person and familiar. The Texhibition will start tomorrow, and so you have a day before the festivities really start. So, how do you three travel around this fine, fine world? First of all, I hate you so much for <laughs> Texhibition. <tech> <laughs> That's fair. Otherwise, I'm, uh, I, I feel... I'm a big foot person, if given the opportunity. Ooh. Like, I, I like okay. to travel by foot everywhere. <laughs> gotcha, okay. I'm a, I'm a big foot person. <laughs> is this what we're doing? Is this what we're really doing? I, I um, usually get taken in very blurry photos at the edge of the woods. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm open to, you know, whatever mode of transport. Um, I imagine there's probably, like, from town to town, there's probably, like, families that specifically... Um, pick their familiars or like uh you know families that have a history of having very large familiars hire out their their soul companions for taxis basically 
So I figure if we're traveling from city to city, that's that's probably the mode of transport, unless anybody else has uh, <laughs> an alternative. Uh, no, I love this. What kind of wild creature is pulling us around? Um, hmm. Peridot. You're on the spot. It's you. <laughs> oh, I'm on the spot. Um... Uh, just so you know, in Fender, they usually have domesticated animals as their familiars, so... So giraffes, then. Yeah. Yes. Multi-legged giraffes. Can it be a really big bird? It could be a really big bird. Hey, y'all know I love big birds. I do know that. <laughs> Probably not one that can carry all three of you. No, no, no. It's, I figured it was, like, pulling something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's probably harnessed, uh, and... It How probably chicken? is like extra extra large. Well, chickens, yeah, it's it's, it's not even flying. It's just it's just running. Yeah, it's a chocobo, a big chicken. It's basically a chocobo. Yeah, it's a chicken, but it has the uh, the multi legs trait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's just like stop, like they're rotating like a wheel. Like I <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Okay, uh, so we zoom in on you three uh, just as you're reaching. Uh, the cable car station at the bottom of the mountain, which will lead you up to the city of Bergstead. So you are on the in the cart in f with a giant chicken pulling you along. I think Luster is just leaning back uh, and, and to give you a, a brief idea of what he looks like. He is probably what we would call Middle Eastern. So, I mean, he is of Intha, but visually uh, that, that is how I would describe him for ease of imagination. Um, he has an extremely long, ridiculous wizard style uh, beard <laughs> he has a bizard if you will <laughs> um yeah so it's it's the long um either wizard or uh vizier style beard where it starts at the the sideburns and twists at the chin and just goes all the way down until it hits his waist um other than that though he looks fairly ordinary uh, he's probably wearing some light, sort of tan traveling clothes, and he's gazing out from the cart, looking distant and unimpressed. And sitting on his shoulder is the world's smallest sloth at just eight inches long. Oh, my. And she is sitting upright uh and she's kind of probably just hanging off one of his sideburns with like one heart one arm uh and every now and again she's looking around and then she just smiles broadly at everything that catches her attention would anyone else like to introduce uh what their character looks like yeah uh i kind of think because uh you're you're sort of looking off into the distance like unimpressed and and maybe uh -huh. I, I think there disaffected might even, exactly but there might be a little bit of affectation and annoyance there because sitting right next to you or laying down right next to you more accurately is washer who is loudly snoring away uh next to the rather on the large size but not uh large size in game terms uh buggy the raccoon who is also snoring away and they have been for the past few hours uh washer <laughs> is kind of a scrappy looking kid wearing overalls uh he's got like dark tan skin and i think uh thick 
dark hair uh, with still a, a spattering of freckles on his face. It looks like he spends a lot of time outside and a lot of time walking around barefoot and working on and touching machines because both his feet and his hands have like thick black staining on them. Uh, he does not keep too much uh, personal hygiene apart from when he starts to smell himself. Uh, so he's, you know, just kind of a wild, rambunctious kid uh, that does not really think about how the rest of the world might be affected by his presence. Sounds great. Um, and then Aerie is uh, sitting kind of as far away from other people as she can be um, with her nose just buried deeply in a book. Um like just some sort of large tome of stories. Um, she is uh, a young uh, black girl, um, probably like just about to hit her 20s. Um, and she is fairly well kept, um, very kind of proper clothing for the most part. Um, doesn't, you know, seem to, to be nearly as outdoorsy as a, as a washer, for example. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's just a very very like indoorsy uh constantly reading and looking at new things and what about your your big your big 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 friend oh my big friend um so i think uh i think she is laying at uh Aerie's feet um her name is deborah and she is a possum um who is basically a normal looking possum aside from the fact that she is like about two times the size of your average possum um so i think aries kind of using her as like a footrest see and the thing about possums are you think about them but then when you actually see them you realize how big possums are and this is two times that size yes love it adorable deborah is a wonderful wonderful large girl so i think as we're sitting there and traveling along uh you are reading your book and you just hear but now and the sloth, uh, round its neck, it has a small collar with the very, very small little gemstone. And uh, through this, Tezo can talk. And Hidden Lester, as in, I am doing my best to ignore her. And she's like, when? When? Um, when uh, will we arrive? Please... Yeah, and the woman, she's uh, got a long, uh, very Celtic braided hair and wearing long flowing blue robes uh, sitting in the front of the cart just goes, well, don't you see that building over there? That's where you need to go to get to Bergstead. Right, of course. Yes, we have onward travel plans. I, if you were, if you, uh... I definitely was the one who booked this. And I think I just shoot a sideways glare at Washer, being like, why did I leave this to the child? <laughs> I think Washer is probably in the midst of waking up because Buggy's tail, while Buggy was sleeping and rolled over, has fallen into Washer's mouth. Uh, and he took a, like a big inhale of that on, on one of the snores and just coughs himself awake. <laughs> oh, are we there? Not even close. <laughs> You're right there, lad. Uh, I mean, it's just some hair, so, you know, I'll get over it. Well, holy cow, look at that. Aerie is just staring at this. Yeah, so 
right now you guys are basically riding through a in between vast mountains uh there it is there is lush grass uh surrounding you you know outside of the dirt road that you're riding on uh like it's very far away from what you would think of as civilization but you know that you know the city of Bergstead is very 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 advanced mm-hmm. uh so this building we're heading to what is it with how is that helping us it's the cable car station uh, of course you can't you can't just you can't just ride there unless you've got a car well uh you know it's just and i think i look over at washington and i'm like it's a scenic route haven't you ever been on a cable car before you know i mean i ain't never been on a cable car before but i've heard really cool things about them we're gonna be suspended over a long drop all the way up this big big hill and the only thing keeping us there are these little cars and and they're attached to these big big cables and at any moment one of the screws could come loose or there could be a mechanical failure and we could be trapped for hours (laughs) yes um very uncomfortably i i I do think I remember requesting as little travel as possible, but... um, Trust me, trust me, this is going to be a direct route, and we'll get to experience some of the technology that we've come to see. I suppose I will uh, make an exception. I I certainly am fine with heights, um, and this cable car, I'm sure, is very well maintained. Very frequently maintained. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> looking at the uh the the driver for reassurance i'm just like it's i'm sure they take very good care of it well it's uh it's good enough for us vandarians it should be good enough for you i'm i'm sure that it will be for, for what it's worth i've never heard of anyone dying here that's always good who would tell the story people people die all the time <laughs> <laughs> And, but not in association with the cable cars, one would assume. Well, that's not completely true. So how far away are we? Well, we're right here. And we ride up, (laughs) you ride up next to it. Uh, So you reach the cable car station. We arrive and you just say, yay! Uh, It is a shining blue and yellow painted building uh, with stylized letter on the front that reads... It's a shining blue and yellow painted building with stylized lettering out front that reads Bergstead Local Cable Car Service, the best and only choice in transportation, departs every 30 minutes. Uh, can I make the request that best be crossed out and only written in? Yes, you may. And that is good. Yeah, I think Tezo uh, is now riding on Deborah's back. Uh, nobody saw her move. That's just where she is now. <laughs> <laughs> Deborah is fine with this arrangement. Yeah, it's probably a fairly common experience. I think uh, <laughs> she's just doing that baby sloth hug where she's just all four limbs are splayed out as far as possible, and she's like hanging on her uh, on the back just behind the scruff of her neck, and uh, Tezo just goes, mush. <laughs> um. Yeah, Devra Devra does mush, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Grumpily. I get down and uh, arrange payment with the driver and say, uh, so have you heard anything about this fair thing they're holding up there? 
Ah, yes, the Texposition. What a great name. Yes, the Texposition. <laughs> excellent name. Really says it all. Indeed. Yes, uh, it, sh- it should bring good business to Bergstead and Fender in general. Have you heard anything about the attending guests? Oh, sure, all over fancy mucky mucks are coming in to bring their technological devices. I don't know any names, I'm just a farmer. <laughs> and I think at, the, at that point I take the opportunity to educate the ignorant and I start naming up, just rattling off. Um, like, well, of course there will be uh, Lada, the indomitable scourge of... Uh, Fender, um, there is uh, <laughs> just start streaming off long list. If you knew all the names, why did you ask? It's like she the, nods. And- every, every single person I can think of, I just give her all of the titles. Wow, all <laughs> those people are gonna be there. That's what I've heard. Then why did you ask the question in the first place? <laughs> I was wondering if you knew. Oh, okay. That's a little weird. I was just making conversation, and I'm just going to turn around and storm into the building like, fine. The ride was very nice, thank you. You're welcome. Sorry about that, whatever that was. It's fine. You got a pretty cool chicken. We do love her. She get, she lays big eggs. <laughs> so when you enter, uh, the... The doors slide open and a bell rings like a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see what looks to be a rather mm, s- city bus station level of care put into this place. So that being said, not very much. Uh, you know, the lights are blinking and... Uh, the bathroom has a sign on it that says out of order. I I would like to uh, try and assess the technical uh, degree of... Con- <laughs> the quality of the cable car's cable situation. I want to assess the technological care that has been taken in that regard. I care less about how clean this place is and how more about how functional <laughs> the thing I'm going to ride up a mountain is. Uh, yeah. Uh, would you like to pull a card for wit for me as a skill check? Sure, I can do that. Uh, it's a nine, but my wit is a ten. Okay, uh, so you are able to determine that this isn't very well taken care of. It seems like they do just the minimum legal required checks. Does it look likely that it's gonna break? Oh no! From the mechanisms that I'm I'm analyzing right now, is there any kind of immediate fault that I've noticed? No, that would be a huge liability. They wouldn't possibly have that. Okay, I I think I just turn to the others and I look around and say, "Don't mind the decor; it seems serviceable enough." Yep. Uh, you see two people here. Uh, you see a young, uh. You see a young black woman with bright pink hair tied up in a ponytail with a fat white duck sitting on top of her head. Uh, one of her eyebrows is green and the other is orange. Uh, <laughs> she is wearing a wh- white denim overalls uh, and a black t-shirt that reads, My other familiar is a shark and really kicking red sneakers. And she's uh, also holding some sort of device with a satellite dish. On her lap. Which MMO did she walk out of? Sorry, <laughs> all of them. Okay, uh, good. 
the other person the other person here is just a uh larger than life man sitting behind a glass partition uh right near where you enter um and there is a fat uh blue cat wearing uh a little uniform you know sitting on the you know sitting on the counter in front of him i'm just gonna turn to washer and be like washer you have our passes yes uh yep got them all right here please be a dear and see to the uh oh um maybe buggy has them um and i think i'm gonna turn to buggy and i'll be like buggy if you wouldn't mind please and i just gesture at the man behind the glass buggy uh waddles uh like like gets on their hind legs and waddles their way up uh to this person behind the counter uh and then takes one little paw and pulls open a pouch that they have on their stomach and then reaches down and starts rummaging around and and pulling out random bits and bobs there are gears there are screws there are yo-yos wadded up uh paper with gum inside it gets to the point where buggy actually detaches an arm and that arm uh quests down into this pocket to rummage further uh to depths unknown but I believe unless I need to pull anything for this, uh, it eventually emerges with with three passes uh, that look a little bit worse for wear, but still usable. And the cat who is sitting on the counter just kind of slinks down onto the floor where Buggy is and, you know, uh, you know, meows at at him. Uh, Buggy makes like a raccoon noise back. (laughs) <laughs> ah the raccoon so noise this, 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 that's what I call escalation yeah. um, yep uh, and the cat then hisses at Buggy I, for goodness sake and I just go over and I take the passes Buggy's hand comes with the passes and you sort of have to you know like wiggle it off <laughs> and, and yeah I just put the passes down and I'm just like I believe this is what you need. Uh, when is the car? The man is still sleeping. I look at the cat as though I was talking to him all along. <laughs> uh, the cat uh, jumps up on the counter and takes uh, and like slides the passes into the partition like a cat knocking something off a table and then uh, walks to the other side of the counter and dings uh, a bell with its tail and then the the man wakes up and just goes oh 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 your customers yes uh, welcome 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 uh fuzzy bear i need you to <laughs> let me know when the car is going to arrive please well it arrives every 30 minutes uh look at the clock you see that it's uh you know 45 right now uh that means it's coming in it's coming in for 15 minutes uh very helpful, thank you. No, and it, yo, it, it, just for future reference, if it's on a thirty or if it's on a zero, that's when the car is leaving. And I put up a hand to stop him and I say, "There won't be a future if I can help it." Thank you. Uh, well, I mean, you're going to have to come down from the mountain eventually. I'll find a way. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I don't know if that seems almost more dangerous than the car. It's, does Eri actually say that? <laughs> yes. 
Okay, uh, I, th I think he turns and says, Oh, well, I think I'd rather trust my feet than this. Hey, I mean, listen. <laughs> <laughs> if you read the sign out front, you'll know that we're the only source of transportation. You want to, you can so always. you're saying you're looking for competition. And <laughs> moments later, Tezo is on my shoulder and goes, Competition! Uh, you've got your passes. Take a seat. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, Ari, are you looking forward to the ride? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. I've never, uh, never ridden in a cable car before. It's gonna be great. They should swing all over the place. We can even make it swing more. Yes, I've heard that. I don't know about the swinging. I'd rather avoid the swinging more, if that's possible. Fine. I think if we have Deborah on one side and Buggy on the other, they may be able to stable out any, uh, and he side-eyes Washer, interfering forces. <laughs> I guess if you don't want to test how stable the cars really are. No, no, I'd rather make it to the text position in one piece. Suit yourself. Um, um, excuse me? Uh, excuse me? Hi. And you see that the the young woman is holding up her hand. Uh, are are you guys seekers? Yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, great! I've been looking for some seekers, and she kind of you know walks up to you with her device in hand and a duck on her head. I see. Did you have something that you required of us? Oh well, I I, I have a job for you if you if you want. I knew when I would, if I came to Berkstead, I would find some seekers. Well, that's de that depends. What does this job pay? Uh, Washer says, like stretching out and like getting ready for whatever. Uh, well, we did rather have plans in the mountains, but if uh, you had something you needed of us, we will, of course, not require pay, Washer, if. The need if you are simply hiring, of course, the matter is different, but if... Uh, oh, I was going to pay you guys, but I guess you guys don't require pay. No, I would love pay. I think, I think Lester doesn't require pay, maybe. Now, 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 we've already negotiated a deal where a job well done is its own reward. We don't want to give that up. That's a good one. You're learning well. Um, I, I, I turn back to the girl and I say, what exactly was it that you required of us? No, no. Are you sure you don't want money? I want to make this clear. Do you or do you not want money for this job? It depends on the job. If if they don't want money, I do will take the money. Do you have any satisfaction? You would take satisfaction. <laughs> or exposure. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we live on. It's how we pay our bills. Uh, okay. Um, well... Uh, okay. Do you have many followers on the the, the thing? What the is thing? it you kids do now, Washer? Oh, you mean shout at birds? That's the <laughs> one, yes. Do you have many birdies? Yeah, you could shout at a bird for us. Listen, let me just, uh, I'll just tell you the job and then you can determine whether or not you should get paid for it. That seems fair. Okay, it's a really simple job, which is to be my bodyguards. That seems like the kind of thing that we would accept payment for. Unless, of course, you're very important. Are you very important? N not really. Well, why do you need a bodyguard? What he said. 
because because of my invention and she holds up her her little device shiny uh please don't touch it <laughs> she is uh tezo is probably hanging from one arm from her wrist and slowly reaching up to whatever it is being like yeah, if it if it truly is a shiny device, I imagine Buggy looks somewhat hypnotized by its presence. Uh, Tezo, permission. <laughs> and again, Tezo is just like drops to the floor and rushes up um, to my shoulder. I'm like, your invention uh, seems rather delicate. Be a shame if something happened to it. It's not delicate. I just don't want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. Do not say things like that. Yes, that's why I'm hiring you to be my bodyguards. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I. It would be a shame. <laughs> yeah, yes, it would. You just didn't have to say it so menacingly. He's a child. How can he's just not menacing? Listen. Allow me to set you at ease for a moment. Um. I yeah, let us set you at ease. See, seekers old and young are capable of everything. I am a hidden luster. Uh, Is that your title or your name? I I am hidden luster of Intha, a liberator and wise. Okay, that that's how those sound like good titles. There's I've earned them all my own. Um, only two. How old well, are you? Look, some people start their seeker journey later in life than others. Not everyone gets the coin oh, okay. as children. Um, unlike in Pokemon, where everyone leaves their house at 10, some of us wait a little while. We like to get our stability settled in first. You know, get a mortgage, have some kids. Um, you have kids? <clears throat> he does spend a lot of time looking after kids. And he looks at the pair of you and is like... Yes, so... Oh, well, it's nice meeting you, Mr. Hidden. By all means. Um, let me introduce my compatriots, and... Well, it can't... I, I'm sure they can introduce themselves. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I say I'm going to introduce them, but then I just turn to them, and I'm like, get with the introductions. Hi, I'm Ari. I, Hi, Ari! Uh, I like books, um... Uh, you you don't need to give me your your life story. I mean, I didn't mean that to be rude. You can like books. I I just don't, it just seemed like just he don't. talked about him. Like there there was some talk. Oh, I understand. I get it. No, no, I get it. I get it. I just I'm just saying you don't have to stand on airs with me. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, but if you want to, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Please tell us about your favorite books, Harry. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd I'd rather the not impose. Dog books. Okay, yeah, no problem. Nice to meet you, Aaron. I'm Washer, a contest winner of Inther, and I'm Reckless. Yes, he is. And I've been thinking about maybe getting a mortgage in about 15 years or so. I really want to spend my youth kind of on a self-discovery slash adventuring phase. Uh, how old are you? Oh, I'm 12. Oh. He's very good at what he does. He's very charming. He organized our trip. It's... It's very efficient. Oh, that's very impressive. Yeah, Washer, I think, is idly messing around with a mechanical object. And as uh, as he's it's said that he's very good at what he does, a spring flies out of that object and like shoots across the room. Washer freezes and puts the thing that he was messing with behind his back. 
And oh, moments oh, later, Tezo is on your wrist with the spring in hand <laughs> and puts it back. Uh, oh, you don't need to be embarrassed by that. You know, mistakes are just steps on the way to great invention. Huh. So, are you ex- uh, are you anticipating there is a certain amount of risk to your personhood? Oh, yeah, I should... I. Silly me, I should explain myself more. Uh, my name is Magnanimity Branlu Rex Steed, daughter of Ren Branlu Rex of Amirland and Verity Hammerfall Steed of Endril. Now that's a name. That's nice. And this is Duck. And then <laughs> Duck Quacks. <laughs> Greetings, Duck. Hello. Duck Quacks. Magnamity. Oh, you could call me Magna. Magna. It's a pleasure. But the risk. Oh, yes, of course. So this is my invention. Uh, It uses highly advanced tremor technology in order to determine what's in a mountain before you go mining. It could determine the type of metal that you might find there. And also, it can seek out veins in the mountain so we can warn miners away from that area huh oh tremors you say moments later you just hear as tezo appears on top of my head with her little hands in the air and the feet uh the ground underneath magna's feet starts shaking uh ever so slightly and it's like (laughs) simultaneously you hear no (laughs) (laughs) Oh. oh that's amazing i Oh man, you got you your familiars look so cool. All I've got is duck. I love duck. At the very minimum, they make a very fashionable headpiece. Yeah, I like duck too. Duck doesn't do much though. That's fine. Not every kin is uh excel not every kin excels at uniqueness. Um but the threat. Oh, I mean I I mean I don't know if there's a specific threat, but you know I I'm just here on my own, and so you know I I don't want anyone to you know, steal my device or you know I I hear that sometimes in cities that you know people can trick you and and you know you they they steal from you without you even noticing that they stole from you and you know you know they could trick you into giving money and you know i'm i know about you're not hiding anything from us are you i want to try and charm this little lady yeah um wiggle my eyebrows at her and be like "Mm, you're not hiding anything are you uh unfortunately though (laughs) it's a king so yeah unfortunate this creepy old dude is like "Mm, you're not hiding anything are you uh no how he intended like you're not hiding anything are you and it definitely comes across as you're not hiding anything are you? <laughs> shame if something happened no to no it. <laughs> yes it would <laughs> I, why does he keep saying that <laughs> well after hearing how useful it is i really think it would be a huge shame if something were to happen i agree that's just a, it, it's a weird way to say it is all washer it's that's all we're saying like if someone got careless <laughs> i think 
Perhaps. They could fall off this very mountain. Unless, of course, you had three capable bodyguards with the odd choice of phrasing. As long as you trusted those three people. Indeed. And since we're <laughs> trustworthy, that's fine. Okay. Uh, okay, listen. You seem like very eccentric individuals. And it's the seeker life. You have to understand it. It takes no, its toll. It's it's very it, it's very assuring to me that uh, <laughs> if this is the level of people that I'm hiring, the people that might try to steal it can't possibly be as strange as you. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do if I were in your position. If I invented something really cool, I would hire the three most eccentric people I met right on the spot immediately. <laughs> yep, that sounds great. Well, you. F- Certainly found them. Uh, and she's <laughs> going to offer you uh, enough cry to give you each uh, one stash each. Ooh. So you um come... F- Remind me of those titles once again. You don't have to repeat them. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he's... When she makes the offer, Hidden Lust is like, um, I, um, I think we can take this job. Oh that's, great! That should be. Are you sure fine. that's? Are you sure you don't want to be paid more? I don't know what really the, uh, the you know, the cost of hiring a bodyguard is. Uh, you want well, more? Well, usually it's satisfaction of a job well done. Sometimes it's goodness is its own reward. Other times it's stop trying to talk up strangers to higher rates, washer. So you know, I think you're within our range. All of those things translate to exactly the amount of money you just offered us, fortunately. Great. Yes, quite. Um, oh, look, here comes the car. Yep, and it's perfect timing. Uh, as soon as uh, It's so fortuitous that as soon as you guys decide the terms of payment, uh, the cable car uh, comes into the station. It is, uh, it's a, you know, uh, mechanical, uh, the kind of rickety device so the painting seems to be faded on it and uh, the man comes out from behind a door and he just goes all aboard you've been listening to voices at play building a table for everyone things aren't over yet so please join us for the next episode if you've enjoyed the game we're playing and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work, so if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.